0: Welcome to The Power of Kids Books, where we believe books are a catalyst to inspire and empower change. I'm your host, Dori Durbin. What advice could an ultra runner offer your kids? Well, what if that runner even suggested that kids try to run up a volcano? Today's guest, by profession, is a fundraising coordinator, but he might also be described as a volcano runner. He grew up off the coast of Australia, loving surfing, jogging, and finding magic in nature. As he grew older, his lust for adventure continued to grow so that he competed two ultra races in Australia and in South America. Those races inspired his picture book, The Boy Who Ran Up a Volcano, which recounts his 13 hour run up a volcano in Peru. Hey, welcome to the show, Jared Styan.
1: Hey, Dory. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you, Jared. Thank you for being here. And by the way, what were you thinking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you I know. A
0: volcano, it's not something most people aspire to do. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I've heard I've heard that a few times. <laughs> yeah. So um my first like run, I guess, started in Australia. Um so I ran up Australia's highest mountain in pyjamas. Um and yeah, it was a, a fundraiser basically for for um raising money for to help kids with cancer. Um And yeah, I guess ever since then, like I, I moved to South America and I was an English teacher there for a while. Um, and the city that I was in, it's called, um, Arequipa. And in the city of Arequipa, there's actually three volcanoes around the city and they're huge. They kind of, they kind of tower literally quite over the city. Um, so I was always looking up at this huge volcano when I was living there. And, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder what the next, you know, idea for like a running event or something would be, you know, and I'm thinking that, and I'm looking up at this volcano, I'm like, you know what, maybe I could, uh, maybe (laughs) run to the top of that. So yeah, I started looking into it. Um, and I actually found that there's an ultra marathon, uh, event race that they do every year, uh, called the El Misty Sky Race. So, um, yeah, I signed up for that. Uh, I trained, Super hard, as you'd imagine, for, um, you know, about eight months and did some mountaineering in other parts of Peru to acclimatize my body to the altitude. And, um, yeah, lots of running and training. <laughs> and yeah, eventually I made it to the top of that volcano. It took about 13 hours to make it to the top and then back down again. So it was pretty, pretty wild. Um, and I had a, a few attempts before at El Misty, just hiking up that I didn't make it um so i was <laughs> i guess a part of my mind was slightly surprised that i made it to the top but um yeah super proud of it Uh it was yeah it was wild
0: so okay let me back up just a second because we have a time. It was, <laughs> i i told you right before my husband's run 50s um yeah, a yeah. friend that runs hundreds and we were part wow. of their pit, pit crew and pit crews if you don't people don't know what those are it's like you're the people on the edges who are providing water and nutrition and sometimes even changes of clothing and shoes. You're going straight up. So I'm assuming you don't have a pit crew.
1: Yeah. And I didn't have a pit crew. Um, there were people around. So, you know, if something went, um, really bad, I would have been okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have a crew per se. So I carried all the stuff in my backpack, all the, all the water and food and, and everything I'd need.
0: Wow. And if you don't run. Um, let me just say, that's a hard thing to do because it fights you with every step that you take all that stuff in the back mm. likes to move around, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And any extra weight is, um, yeah, it makes things a lot harder. So,
0: so, okay. So for people who don't run, did you run up this mountain with running shoes? Did you go barefoot? What did you do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ran up it in my favorite, uh, running shoes at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, eventually made it to the top. Although I would say like there are parts of it that I, I wasn't able to run. So I had to sort of just hike, like kind of walk fast, uh, because it was literally, um, you know, as steep as you could imagine, like almost vertical. Um, I don't know what that is exactly in degrees, but, um, yeah, it's pretty well. You can't really run that. And it's, it was, there were sections too where it was like, um, ash you know is a volcano so it was literally ash so the way that you know you'd imagine like a sand hill to work or something like that your feet just get buried in there so um yeah there were sections that you, you just couldn't couldn't run uh so yeah but I will say like when I got to the top and then running back down again that was really fun because you could kind of <laughs> like slide down little sections because it was all ash uh, <laughs> that was cool
0: Okay, so there were other people running with you also, like other participants, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And were you one of the few to actually go all the way up and come all the way back down? Or how did that work?
1: Yeah, surprisingly, most people make it up. Some people aren't able to make it up. Um, There are also like cut off off times uh, for the event. So some people didn't make that as well. Um, But yeah, luckily, most people did make it and and made it back home safely as well which is good um yeah there's some incredible people out there that you know do some really impressive times up that volcano as well uh it's pretty pretty amazing how yeah i don't know i guess how tough the the human humans are in general and human body as well
0: yeah i was gonna ask like what were some of the struggles that you had in running you know beyond just the running because there is quite a bit of change from altitude and everything
1: Yeah. So I actually, I don't think I have much talent, um, in, in regard to, um, altitude. (laughs) So I did, that's why I did train quite a lot. I, I probably summited or at least tried to summit about six mountains before that. Um, and that was mostly just to, to be exposed to altitude so that my body got used to it, um, before I actually started the race. And then, um, the day before the start of the race, I was already up El Misty, up the volcano, um, with a friend of mine. So we just hiked up there, hiked back down. Then we had a day, about a day off to just sleep and, and eat. And then the next day I did the run. Um, so yeah, I think just careful planning and then, um, putting in the work to expose yourself to altitude before is super important. I think otherwise I wouldn't have made it. Uh, I don't have, you know, I live in Australia. It's pretty much zero here. So (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that's so impressive another piece of that too is just the fact that you appreciate nature so much and yeah. <laughs> enjoy that. And, you know, share that with people after you've done it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I remember like, uh, many days on that hike, I would just, I would just sit there and like, look up at the massive, uh, mountains just in awe, um, you know, for like an hour or two hours, if I could. Um, uh, it's just, it, it's hard to describe, but it's just, it's just so beautiful. And I think, the size as well like it's just so so huge you can't get it's hard to get your head around it yeah i'm lucky to say that i'm, I'm also able to share share those experiences through my through my books and my in my writing and yeah
0: hey there have you slayed a dragon rode an elephant or climbed up a volcano yourself well if so then you should be writing a children's book and i know exactly how you can get started book a call with me and we can chat now back to the podcast so did you have any mental battles when you were traversing both of these places?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm no, I'm no Superman like anyone else. And yeah, I mean, on the first, the first, um, the run up the volcano, there was one point, which is in my, in my book, actually. Um, that I just kind of, I felt horrible. I felt really sick. Um, Probably altitude sickness. And, um, yeah, I just kind of sat down for a bit and I, I looked up at the, where the summit was supposed to be. And I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, um, I remember having like a some little Snickers bar, some Gatorade and, um, yeah, just sitting there thinking, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, there's a, sometimes on, on mountains, there's like a, uh, the mountains kind of trick, trick your mind a little bit. Um, you can think that, you know, the summit is just there, but then actually it's the one around. And I'd been thinking that for hours. And so my mind was, you know, a little bit, uh, I don't know, scattered. And, um, yeah, but I, I managed to pick myself up eventually and I just kept on hobbling along and <laughs> made it there. Um, the Nepal trip, I remember on day. Uh, day nine or day eight for some reason was really hard. Um, it was just a really, it was just all up that day. It was really tough. Um, it was a really long day. Um, I think it was like 13 hours of, of trekking or something like that. And, um, you know, and you're nine days into it already. So I was really, really tired and, and felt pretty smashed at that point. Um, so yeah, there's, there's always moments like on, on every one of these that are really tough and, sometimes you feel like you want to give up, try not
0: to. <laughs> yeah. So for you, was it the motivation of making a goal and achieving it? Or was it that you were trying to show other people that you could do this? Like, what was your biggest motivator?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's mostly for for myself, really. So for, for me personally, like when I envision what my, I don't know, what my, um, I want my life to, to look like or what I want it to be like, I imagine myself as a as a kind of adventurer, you know, doing these things, getting out there and giving things a go. And, you know, I think giving up is not really, uh, part of that, uh, <laughs> part of that idea that I have. But, um, yeah. So I think that's really, it's, it's the motivation comes, comes from, from my heart, really. Um, I think what I was saying, you know, uh, to you before, uh, that, yeah, when I was a kid, I always imagined myself in that way. And I've sort of carried that on through my, through my adulthood. Um, so. Yeah, I'd I'd never want to want to give up and never want to give up for that child version of myself either.
0: There's something about Indiana Jones.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's awesome. I'm sure he's inspired like thousands of adventurers. I'm sure
0: of it. (laughs) He's definitely one of my favorites. So I totally am right there with you for sure. So what was like the biggest shock? After experiencing this whole thing, like what surprised you the most about your experience?
1: Hmm, what surprised me the most? Um, I think what surprises me the most, to be honest, is like just what humans are capable of. Like not me necessarily, but just the human mind, like the human body. When you put it in a scenario where, you know, you're sort of forced to keep on going, um, it will just figure out a way to continue. Um, and yeah, there's been points where I was, I was amazed by that. Um, I'm still amazed with, with runners that run up that volcano every year. I think it's absolutely extraordinary. And yeah, I'm, I'm constantly amazed with, with how capable the human body is. And I continue to explore that in my life.
0: Push your own limits probably, right?
1: Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. And I, I find inspiration in all sorts of things that other people that are, that are doing records and mountaineering records or running and, um, you know, seeing where where the humans, uh, human spirit's limit is, if there is one. Um, So yeah, I'm always amazed about that.
0: Well, and that kind of leads us into your book, right? Because your book, The Boy Who Ran Up a Volcano, really is meant to inspire kids?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, I guess it leads into what I was saying before, you know, part of it, like, is a sentimental thing of like, you know, I want to um, inspire kids that were like me growing up that were dreaming about Indiana Jones and all that sort of thing and thinking about what's, what's beyond the school walls and that sort of thing. Cause that was me. Um, so I hope kids out there, you know, can draw inspiration from it. And then, yeah, I guess the other idea was when I was, um, you know, doing sort of research and Googling around what kind of, if there was any books that might be similar, um, I didn't find any. So <laughs> I was like, well, I, I think that, you know, this is, this might be a good thing for kids. Um, cause there isn't really any, any books like my ones. Um, in the sense that they are true stories, but there's, there's also, you know, obviously it's a, it's a kid's book. So the story is sort of simple, but at the same time, you know, they are, they are real stories. So I do put that at the end. Um, just because I think when the kid gets to the end and they realize that it's true, I hope that they realize too, that they can do that as well that people can do that and that's a thing that kids can do that's available to them if they want to to do that or be a runner or an adventurer or or travel around um the world and explore remote places um so yeah that's really the idea behind behind all my books
0: so is your character kind of based off of you and what you experienced during the races then
1: yeah, exactly. The the character is based off of me. So, yeah, it was a weird experience like working with the illustrator and she made like a cartoon version of myself. <laughs> like the first time I saw it, it was like kind of weird. Um but no, it's yeah, it's all based on me obviously cuz it's the the true story. So, yeah, I'm the little cartoon character in the book. Um but uh yeah, I don't reveal that I reveal it at the end.
0: <laughs> um, that's great though, because then that gives them the opportunity to become that character for a little while and then find out that, hey, it's also you.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean it's not really about about me. Yeah, I, I just want kids to be able to see themselves in the in the character. So that's why I sort of gave a I didn't actually give a name to the boy in the book. Uh the boy just called the boy. Um so I did that for that reason so that it was easier for kids to see themselves in the in the shoes of off the boy
0: well i know that you have the book there so would you mind sharing
1: with us yeah sure i'll give you a little little teaser that'd be great Um, yeah when the boy grew older he traveled all over the world in search of adventure one day he came across a city called arequipa in the south of peru the city was surrounded by three huge volcanoes chichani pichu pichu and the largest of them all el Misti. El Misty stood 5,822 metres high, just 1,000 metres below the tallest volcano on earth, and it looked down over the city below like a great guardian. As the boy looked up at the volcano, he imagined what it would be like to run all the way to the top. This was his chance to become a real runner, like he always dreamed he would be. There's a little teaser. <laughs>
0: ah you stopped too early no just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's great so it really does follow your storyline in your experience
1: yeah that's funny even things I was telling you that just it's just in the book so yeah it's just yeah. I wrote it from from the story and and from my heart um yeah I actually wrote it in the COVID uh, lockdowns so um yeah I guess that's a part of how the book came about really, like in the the COVID lockdowns in Australia, you know, were quite long <laughs> and as they were in many parts of the world. And um, yeah, so I had a lot of time to just like reflect and look back at things. And it it wasn't that long after I'd finished the El Misty um race and all of that and moved from Peru back to Australia and stuff like that. So it was still kind of fresh in my mind. Um so yeah, it was it was sort of a cathartic thing for me as well, like writing's a cathartic thing for me personally and yeah and also like just yeah looking back at everything and then and then writing it down it just kind of i don't know it just kind of came came out at that time it's funny like it, it came out in one one writing session it just was like that's i got it and it just all came out you know i, I think even though it's recounting recounting a story there's that's a story within the story, if that makes sense. I'm sure like writers will understand that. Um So that for me was the hard thing of figuring out what, what that story within the story is. But once I got it, like that was it. And in one session it was, it was done, which is uh pretty crazy, but it took a long time to edit it and, and get it fine-tuned of course.
0: And I think, I think you have shared this with other, like with kids and groups. Have you done that?
1: Yeah, I have. So my mum's actually a librarian. Um, so, uh, she was able to get me into, um, yeah, quite a few schools. So I did, I ha- it was about two weeks, I think, where I was, it wasn't back to back, but I had quite a lot of, uh, school visits. Um, and yeah, I loved doing that. It was awesome. I made a, you know, presentation that goes along with the, with the first book, um, you know, which is about running and things that had a practical element. Like I got kids to actually do the plank and stuff like that. And, you know, to, as a competition to, you know, teaching kids, you know, what's the human body is capable of and you can do hard things. So that was my theme. And then I made a lesson around that and, and run, went around to schools and yeah, it was really cool. I, I think, um, you know, for, for writers, it's definitely a really good thing. I, I couldn't imagine like writing my next book and then not, not doing that at least, at least once, or at least a few times, um, just because you see like, you know, you're, you're reading a your book to the people who are really going to, to read it and are going to be impacted by it. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's just, it's an invaluable thing to, to have a, as a writer.
0: And isn't there, um, and I won't speak for you, but isn't there just almost like a magic about seeing the kids react to your book?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like you see their, their little faces light up and stuff. Um, you can, you can tell, like you can sort of tell when they, when their kids are really engrossed, engrossed in the book and they're really loving it. Um, and, uh, yeah, when their, their faces light up of, of inspiration, you know, that you've done, you've done something, something right. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really rewarding. And like in my book, like I was saying, when the kids realize that, the boys, me, (laughs) they thought that was really funny, you know, like their kids, you know, they think that's funny. And, um, yeah, I, I think for them, that was, that was really cool for me to be there in, in person. And I would tell them, Hey, if you want it to be like yeah, you know, an adventurer, like you can, you can do that as well. You know, I'm just, I'm just like you. Um, so yeah, I think that when I was going around, that seemed to be like a good message that kids would be like, Oh, cool. You know,
0: maybe you'll end up with a running club out of this too.
1: <laughs> maybe a <laughs> little, little five year old runners. <laughs>
0: You start with Small Hills, Not maybe not the, the book Buc- yeah. yet, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe just a few Ks.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think that, that'd that be really fun. So if you aren't there giving the book to the kids, like, you know, reading to them, how would you see it best being used by parents? Like, what would you love to see parents do with this book?
1: I think I'd like them to, to take away a few things. I think the first one, thing is that their kids can do hard things and that they should at least try, I think, to, to do hard things um you know just in general in the, in their life to learn what that process is like and that it's really rewarding um i think it's it's important for kids to have that experience so um yeah maybe they can they can take a lot of things out of that in a practical sense um but yeah i mean exercise is is you know obviously a really important thing for for every human being to be happy and healthy so um i hope that's that's one of the main things i want them to take out of it and then obviously within that is the lesson of doing hard things so I mean, even just Googling like, I don't know, little physical challenges, just little things like the like the plank like I was mentioning before, and getting the kid to be like, wow, like they're strong, like you can do that. Um, I think is a is a powerful message. I like um and then I think the other thing really is just how amazing and fascinating, wonderful our our world is, as in the real world, um, these places that I'm able to go, like Peru with the beautiful volcanoes and um and Nepal with the Himalayas and I think I'd like them to take, to take that out as well, that, um, you know, exploring the real world is amazing. This it's a big world out there. You can never explore all of it. And, um, I I think that's, that's something I, I personally like quite like nonfiction books, I think, because I have that fascination with the real world.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And especially in the day and age where like technology is so important and so central for a lot of kids, you know, getting excited about going outside in general or
1: moving (laughs) off of their
0: sleep for a while, you know, like all of that is, is really great Mm. to be able to inspire them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so. I'm sure a lot of kids are, you know, a bit too plugged into their devices. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if they can see that the real world is actually really awesome, uh, maybe that will help a little bit.
0: (laughs) So speaking of next things, what is your next book about and what are you looking forward to about releasing that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So the, the next book is about the Himalayas. So I did a trek, um, in the Himalayas, um, for nine days. I did Anapurna base camp and Mardi Himal, um, back to back with, uh, my, uh, Nepalese friend. Uh, his name's Dilip. Uh, he's a really good guide. He's a, he's a professional guide. Um, so obviously, you know, it was an ama- amazing trek. It was, it was really tough, but, um, yeah, some of the most, most amazing, beautiful views I've ever seen, you know, Saw every, every sunrise, every sunset on the biggest mountains on the planet. Uh, it's hard to describe it, but it's, it's a magical, really a magical place. So yeah, the, the next book is basically about that. It's about, um, the boy, the boy's next adventure is, is trekking through the Himalayas. The, the point of difference, I guess about the next book is that, um, you know, the first, the first one was about doing hard things and, and being brave and putting yourself out there. And this, this one is, is about nature. Um, and there's, there's also a bit of a team element in there because I obviously couldn't do this without my friend Dilip, the local Nepalese, uh, guide. So, yeah, but really it's, it's about nature. It's about how amazing nature is and how important it is and that we need to take care of it. Um, and I think, you know, that's, for me, it's also an an important message, you know, like I have the privilege to go into these places, um, you know, but I'm lucky that they're, that they're there in the first place. Um, and you know, we need to take care of them. So I hope in the next one, it's, it's going to be very different. Actually, I haven't thought about how it's going to be, you know, when I'm there in person with the kids. Um, but yeah, the lesson will be around, you know, probably stuff like recycling and taking care of nature.
0: And this one's a little different because it's not prose. It's, it's actually rhymes, right?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. So I gave myself a little writing challenge. <laughs> it's all, it's all rhymes. Um, so yeah. That's, that's been interesting. Um, it, it is tough. Uh, I think just to, you know, even if something rhymes technically, it doesn't necessarily mean that it, f- it sounds good. That's yeah, that's, that can be quite hard, but obviously <laughs> from my book, I'm someone who likes to challenge myself. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good challenge. I think for, for any writer I'd recommend giving it a go. It's good. It's good fun.
0: You don't think that Dr. Seuss came about it just totally naturally then, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty help. amazing, but I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he had some tough times.
0: <laughs> so um, one other question I had for you is if somebody was looking for your book or more information about you, where is the best place for them to find you.
1: Yeah, so definitely just my website. Um so it's just jaredstein.com, uh J A R E D S T Y A N dot com. Um so yeah, I'll have all my books on there. I have a few like a few coloring, um, sheets that people can print out. It's completely free. Um, for, they're from my, from my book. So they can use that. It has, there's quite a few videos on there. So there's a video like of the real run up the volcano. I made like a, not exactly a documentary. It's just a few minutes. Um, but it showcases the real, the real event. Um, and I also have one about Nepal and a few others about my running and expeditions and all that sort of thing. So yeah, if your kid buys my book, I'd recommend to show them. The video and and you know, tell them, hey, look, that guy did that. You could do that, stuff like that.
0: And I also think you have a business. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure. So it's it's sort of tied to, I guess, adventure basically. So I I started a business it's called Lake Macquarie Sailing Tours um with my dad. And yeah, so we we've run sailing sailing tours on the lake near where I live here on the central coast of of Australia. Um, for, yeah, about four hours. So we teach, we teach people a little bit to sail, but it's mostly a relaxing, relaxing tour in a, in a beautiful place on the lake. So, uh, yeah, if people are visiting, they can, uh, Google it and come on a tour.
0: That'd be fun. And maybe you can read the story to them. <laughs>
1: That'd be a cool experience. Yeah, maybe we can make a new (laughs) tour, a reading tour on the lake,
0: (laughs) family tour. (laughs) Yeah, very good. Well, one last thing. Do you have any final advice for somebody who wants to write a kids' book or just really is? thinking that they've had experiences that they could write a kids book.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, definitely go for it. Um I think it's it's definitely you know a worthwhile experience in in so many ways. Um you know, I think it's really like the sentimental value is is in, invaluable like when you actually give it give it to kids and you see that it really it really does have an impact. I I really would recommend it really for anyone just give it a give it a go and um yeah, always remember like the first the first draft uh, just forget your expectations about it and just um <laughs> just put pen to paper and 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 start writing and um and don't don't think too much i think you know uh it's it's easy to overthink it so i reckon just just give it a go
0: very good well thank you so much jared for your time today i can't wait for people to read your book and find out your whole story and <laughs> i just appreciate you taking the opportunity to talk with us
1: yeah thanks sorry i had a good time thanks heaps for, for having me on i really appreciate it
0: absolutely